what is going on everybody my name is jay this is unplayable your favorite show about our favorite games did i do it right d house did you I did get it, it perfect sweet uh i gotta work on that pregnant pause but i'm getting there um, it was yeah. very pregnant perfect that's what i like was looking for eight and a half months <laughs> minimum yep all right so uh yeah uh it's just me and mike tonight for the podcast unfortunately david is out sick jim is in the process of buying a house so he's signing little, contracts little, good, little bad <laughs> yeah exactly well it's great for one person not so great for the other um yeah so we are just gonna be chatting about uh our experience at gen con we did so much stuff and yet we still didn't get to do nearly all the stuff that we wanted to do i ca- i feel like that's kind of how cons go right it's like yeah you have these expectations of oh i'm gonna do all these awesome things and it's like you get there you do it takes way longer to do one thing than you anticipated then you get tired then you gotta go get food three times a day and shower and you gotta go sleep and all that kind of stuff it's like you never get all the stuff done that you wanted to do yeah unless you're you there was that one day you literally didn't eat (laughs) until 8 p.m true but i had so much stuff going on (laughs) i know i know but i totally agree we did we did half of the things probably that we actually wanted to do and we spent way less time actually playing games with each other which was ended up being the most fun part unsurprisingly exactly yep so uh you want to just start us off with uh thursday uh, oh, we, we can talk all... about Thursday. <laughs> we get there Wednesday. <laughs> we're just hanging out. Well, we probably we went to go get Did dinner we... somewhere. Yeah, we got dinner. Did we play anything that night? Uh, I don't played... even remember. We didn't play Lorcana because we didn't have product then. No, nope. we played. I feel like we played something, but I can't remember. Your brother wasn't there yet. I think it Mm-mm. was just. I think we were just chilling. We're I don't think we even played Star Wars Rivals or anything. Mm-mm. No, the first time I played that was in line on uh, Thursday, which we'll we'll get to. <laughs> also, I want to shout out your shirt that looks pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. just realized that you're wearing it. I had to wear my Gen Con shirt for our Gen Con podcast. Every, every time I tried to to think about buying one, the line oh, was yeah. like two hours long, and there's just no way. Ridiculous. So we got there. I got there super early on Wednesday. There was still a line for like we'll call, and I saw to wait like an hour. In the merchandise line, stuff wow. was sold out already. Oh. So, like uh, some one of the shirts that For I real? wanted, yeah, one of the shirts I wanted. The, they do the thing where they only sell so much a day. Sure, so it was sold out for that day already. And I got there at like lunch on Wednesday. It's like the cons aren't even open yet, and they already had this line of uh, people and and merchandise sold out. But wow. I ended up getting a couple shirts, and my dad got a couple shirts and some cool other little things like uh badge holder and dice or whatever um yeah i i can't imagine the following days that line was probably like a couple hours long at least it was, it was yeah not <laughs> even remotely worth standing in <laughs> to me <laughs> ridiculous um but yeah so uh i don't i if it was it feels like it was it was only a week ago and it feels like it i know was it feels a like a century a ago. year ago <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we just kind of chilled wednesday night and then we made plans oh yeah we had to get up so early that we didn't want to yeah. stay up late that's probably why we didn't really game that much mm-hmm. um so our plans were uh obviously lorcana was coming out thursday morning first time anyone was going to be able to purchase this right ever 
So yep. it was a big it was a big deal. So we decided we're gonna get up early and we're gonna come uh wait in line and try to get be amongst some of the first few people to get product. We heard from uh someone that was that the ended up staying the whole night. They got there the day before at like six, stayed the whole night to Wild. get <laughs> product the next day. <laughs> but we learned from him and his son that uh security was kicking everybody out of the hall. Uh, the convention center and that you had to wait out at the outside doors until 6 a.m. And that's when they would open the gates or open the doors to come into the convention center. And then at 10 a.m. is when the con hall where the exhibitors are actually opens. So me, you and D house made the decision that what we're going to do is we're going to get up at like 5:15 and get to the outside doors around 5:30 since we mm -hmm. want to be able to even get in. So we got there about 5.30. There was probably 150 people in line already, but that wasn't a big deal because everyone got in at the same time and everyone rushed to get in line where the actual pseudo line is. Um, so we did that. We got there. The security comes and opens the glass doors that lead in the convention center. We kind of push our way in and then the three of us being athletic, decided to take a brisk jog down the convention hall. <laughs> it was a pretty long haul. I mean, it was we, at we least 200 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can cue in the video that you shot of us running down the hall right here. I, I did take a video of that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Um, yeah, so we, we, we take a brisk jog down this. It's like 200 yards, right? So we actually managed to get pretty far up in line by doing that. We were probably yeah. in the first 100 we were probably right around the hundred mark in terms of people in line, uh, if that, to be honest. Um, so we get there. They have this pseudo someone that from Gen Con that was there said we have a we're gonna be cordial about this. We have this line here. They had probably I don't know two hundred people's worth of those uh, line things that you stretch out from the bar and you hook it up to another pole and and it makes a line. They had maximum that was holding like 200 people. Yeah. yeah. And if you've never been to Gen Con before, there's more than one entrance to this place. There's one, two, three, there's four. Like at least four to the main hall. Just on the side that everybody was crowding in on. And then on the other side, there's more, but it was way further away from the Ravensburger booth. So everyone, they set up the pseudo line right there at uh, the, the closest entrance to Ravensburger. And that's where we got in line. Uh, do you want to take it away from here? I, I think I set the stage pretty nicely. Uh, sure, sure. So, uh, you know, we're, we're in line. It's about 610. Uh, you know, when everything's said and done. Uh, what happened basically was everybody was so rushed to get into line <laughs> that the first like, I don't know, 100 or so people first like 50 60 people were like super scrunched up together. <laughs> and because because the, the little stanchion things are like almost non existent. Yeah, nobody wants to sort of like spread out <laughs> and sort of like back off of each other. So for like two and a half hours, the front of the line is just like squished. People can't sit. It's yep. super hot, very uncomfortable, <laughs> very smelly. Uh, thankfully, our little tiny bubble was like had a little bit more room. So we were at least able to sit down, which was nice. Yep. And uh, shout out to the one guy who was in front of us who left the line, grabbed us some Starbucks yep. <laughs> and came back 
and uh, was just uh, he was the MVP. MVP, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so we were, you know, hanging out in line for a while. Uh, David and I played a game of Star Wars Rivals, which was really fun. And uh, at about, I don't know, nine-ish, I would say, um, we sort of hear rumblings of uh, people walking around and and oh, and convention I mean, staff con- saying things. The convention hall, because people come early. To just I mean, there's people coming in early, oh, yeah. early to go rush for games that isn't Lorcana. Mm-hmm. So, it's so they're like... not waiting in in the line that's been set up by by the community they're they're just like at the doors like ready to get in there um and so gen con comes and they say to somebody and i mean this is sort of secondhand information but i'm pretty sure this is accurate they say this line is not real (laughs) like (laughs) you guys made this line we're not honoring this line we couldn't come to some kind of agreement with uh, Robinsberger, so this isn't yeah. happening. I think and the, once everybody heard I think, that, I think one thing that they said too was they didn't Ravensburger didn't get here early enough to uh-huh. set up a line with us and kind of figure it out. So there is no line, and he proceeds yeah. to rip down the ropes <laughs> of the line. Yep. So there is no line. All chaos breaks out. People just scrunch to the closest they possibly can get to the door. And this is still about nine o'clock. The door, the halls don't open until 10. for an hour. So people are just like sandwiched in. It's super hot, super smelly, even more so at this point, because we've been waiting for three hours. Right. And, uh, everybody's at six pissed o'clock, off. I everybody's... said it was about 200, <laughs> but by nine o'clock, there was well, at was, least 10,000 people in the hall at this point. It was wild. It was crazy. And it was, <laughs> not fun (laughs) we were squished Uh, like sardines because everyone just pushed as far as close as they could to the to the door and And we we were right next to the bathroom so like people kept trying to like cut get to the bathroom like get to the bathrooms and then they would you know all of a sudden just kind of make it out ahead of us (laughs) for some reason i don't know uh and so we we waited for an hour or so and the gen con hall doors open and it's just like a sea of people trying to squeeze through one tiny door and uh felt like we were being birthed from <laughs> i don't know the crowd it was it was it was chaos it was and insane i i don't know if i'm leaving anything out but when we got to the other side when we actually finally get through the door about i don't know 20 minutes after they open because it's just so crowded people can't move we hear oh the line's back that way yep and so we're like, what the heck? Like, this is this is just absolute insanity. So we walk all the way back to where we essentially started in line. And we, we see look. just a gigantic like line that has already been formed by people who found that out before we did. Yeah. And we end up maybe, I don't know, a cu- like a few hundredth in line at that More point. More than that. Uh, you think so? Like 2,000. Like 2,000 people maybe. I, yeah. It was it was. It was far. Uh, <laughs> none of us were very happy. No. We, we were ready to just like, you know, be done. And uh, at a certain point, we were because after what, like, an we waited hour there almost? for like almost an hour, forty-five minutes, probably at least. Yeah, and the line had not moved a an single inch. step. Yeah, like just dead, dead stop. And we all kind of looked at each other and we were like. This is this can't it. possibly be worth it. <laughs> like we just wasted basically five hours of 
our you know gen con experience. experience and woke up super early i'm on west coast like time mm-hmm. in my brain so it's even earlier for me yeah and it, we were we were we were not having a having a fun time so eventually we were just like screw this we're gonna be done we, we got out of line we went i think i think we went straight to the star wars unlimited booth and uh check that out yeah if I remember that is correctly. what we did we went straight <laughs> over there and got a demo going yeah well no no no. i think we might have went back to the room first oh, and okay. we had like we we got some food we probably got some food probably and, and then got our bit. equipment and then mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no no, no. The... you're right you're right we went straight to the booth we talked to xander and he was like we missed our we had missed our uh yeah demo our that initial demo time because it was at so 9 a.m we we're still in line with the gym and so that's when we were like, all right, we have an hour. We went back to the mm. room, got mm-hmm. a snack, and then grabbed our equipment and went back. I, I can't believe that that was the same day. That just like blows my mind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we go back to the hotel. We chill for a little bit. We come back. We do the Star Wars uh, Unlimited gameplay video that uh, you guys can check out on our channel. Hopefully mm-hmm. you already have. And after that, it's like 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> and <laughs> we walk over to the Ravensburger Bur- Burger booth. We're like, I don't know. Let's go let's check out check the line. It out. And we wait in line for 10 minutes and we all get boxes. Yeah. And I mean, the line was still pretty long, but I, something clicked and it started moving. It was super efficient. I mean, yeah. it was moving by that point. And I mean, this is several hours after the line had, had formed, right? Mm-hmm. This is like 1 2 o'clock. <laughs> and that line is just zooming at this point. So we get in line, we wait 15 minutes tops, max, and, and, max, and we're able, minutes. yeah, we're able to get a box each, which is awesome. Uh, yep, yeah, we, we, were, we were expecting that to be the first thing that sold out, but it was all mm-hmm. the other stuff that sold out, like apparently long before those boxes. Yeah, did. the starters and whatever else. Um, so yeah. we, our spirits were really down. <laughs> but then we got to do the Star Wars Unlimited stuff, and that was really fun talking to mm-hmm. Jim. And then we were able to get boxes. So we just, like, completely flipped. We were so much happier after that happened. Yeah. Um, Still annoyed that we wasted basically five hours when we literally could have just shown up at one thirty. Yeah. Gotten our boxes anyway. Uh, but stuff happens. I get it, it was an absolute mess. And Ravensburger completely dropped the ball on it. I mean, just... <laughs> Number one, I've been to a lot of cons, all right? And Gen Con is the biggest board game con in America and has a lot of cool stuff that they do. But they might be the most inefficient and, like, (laughs) garbage-ran con I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of them. I mean, it's terrible. And then Ravensburger dropped the ball by not setting up or talking to somebody there to get a line for this setup. So either... They completely misunderstood what a phenomenon this was going to be in terms of how many people were going to be coming to get this. I don't, I don't buy that anymore. Or they just didn't care. Yeah. And... Or I've, my, my thought at the time, which I still maybe believe, is just like too many people making decisions, nobody being able to come to an agreement on how they're going to run it. And it's just like you know, big company that can't do small things well. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I, it kind of doesn't matter. They, they, you know, they made up for it the next few days where they were kind of, you know, walking around the line, giving people 
coffee and donuts and stuff like that pins and actually um, had a line and actually had a line to get into <laughs> like yeah. early starting 6 yeah. p.m the night before why didn't we have that <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so you know the people who were there day one kind of got shafted a little bit but um at least at least they were able to learn from those mistakes and improve from yeah. there so yeah um yeah so that, was, then, that was pretty much thursday right did well, we, do? we went back and we filmed our unboxing of oh, the, right. the Lorcana yep. cards, which you can also we were go able check to get out. that. Yeah, definitely check that out. That was really fun to do. And then we played some Lorcana that day, uh, but I think pretty much the rest of that day was just kind of like chilling, doing whatever we wanted, walk the hall a little bit, get some dinner together, all of us, and uh, played some played some super limited Lorcana with one box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was a lot did, of fun, though. Did someone have a starter deck challenge that that, that night? Uh, it would have been David, remember. maybe. Yeah, it would have been David, but I don't. I think was, it was the night after. Was, yeah, his was after Keyforge, so I think that was on. Uh, I think his was after Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our experience with the uh, the line uh, to try and get product at Lorcan uh, for Lorcana. It was it was a complete disaster. I yeah. mean, and and. Then when we get to Star Wars Unlimited, like the best part about this is we get to Star Wars Unlimited and Xander, who is there, I don't even know his title, but he kind marketing of of some 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 kind of marketing title. Right. He he is so efficient at making he he has a schedule. Yeah. He sticks that schedule. He makes sure all of his team members, all the designers, all the managers are are on their schedule. He mm -hmm. goes and rounds them up. Uh, he has timers on his phone. He makes sure everything's running smoothly, everything's going on time, and is calculated. He never would have let this happen if he was in charge <laughs> yeah. at Lorca of the Ravensburger for, sure. for Lorcana. He would have had a line for us. He would have <laughs> had this set up ready to go. <laughs> yep, without a but doubt. That's enough complaining about the line because you know what? <laughs> at the end of the day, it don't matter. Everybody's still going to be playing this game. Everyone got product that wanted to get product. They mm -hmm. brought way more product than I thought they were going to. Yeah, way more. Way because more. And I, I, don't, I don't know what the deal was, but at least when we went through the line, they didn't clip our badges. And so... Uh, they were only clipping it, it for starter decks is what people said. Okay, interesting. So we, we were able to go keep going back basically each day. Mm -hmm. and getting a getting more product uh yeah and it, we it, all it ended was up in three easy. boxes yeah and we could have gotten more but there was times that one uh, like every time one of us was doing another event so only mm -hmm. two of us would go and but we managed we we figured it out and um yeah I, I they had enough product for four days to sustain a several thousand person person line so i'm saying i'm thinking they sold at least 2500 a day so yeah. minimum that's 10,000 boxes, which is yeah. a lot of a lot. revenue for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ravensburger. And yeah. they, they probably, they probably netted over two million, $2 million, just the boxes and the starters and the accessories and stuff like that. So pretty good weekend for, yeah. for Ravensburger and Lorcana. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know if it was worth it. Aside from the fact that we got to play with those cards and have some really cool like multiplayer games, like I don't know how much I really got out of being able to open those early. Just speaking completely honestly, like <laughs> I, I, I w I'm not gonna sell any of my stuff. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I don't 
typically sell stuff that I collect. Um, and so it was cool to be part of the experience, but I think like, I don't know, for me, that was a little bit fleeting and the, the biggest benefit to me was being able to just like throw together a deck and play some multiplayer with like you, David, my brother. And that was a ton of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But after the fact now, it's like no one yeah, around me not... has product. Exactly. So like, like there's no point in me having like this giant <laughs> pile of Lorcana cards right now. <laughs> um, it did benefit benefit us too though that we got to make an unboxing video for True. our viewers. So that's True. like one one other thing that was uh like we a did good it for reason the content. We well, we did it for our viewers. Our viewers <laughs> like to see uh the packs getting unboxed and everything. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that, uh, that's about everything. Well, I guess that's not everything for Lorcana because we still got the star deck challenges. And but, like you mentioned, we played multiplayer games and those are did. sick. Like, yeah. So really quick on those. <laughs> what we did is we each opened a box. I mean, this is obviously a very expensive way to play sealed, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we each opened a box and we we picked two ink colors, but we made like a house rule where you could play any of your legendaries, no matter what color they are. Yeah. And that was, Which was really, really, really cool. Fun. Yeah. That was really fun and um, un- unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> that was because you get like four or five legendaries in a box and they're not always going to be the same color, two colors. So it made it a cool way for us to play like our Rapunzel or Hades or whatever mm-hmm. into a deck. Also, that was the first time we played. We played several, but the last time we played, Date, we just opened David's box and we all got six packs and we made a multiplayer oh, true. deck. True, true. We played like like legit sealed, which uh, we can talk a little bit about like the sealed and draft rules real quick, uh, where you just play any color. You just play all the colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that, Coach? I, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I feel like it's... Uh... I think specifically in sealed. <sighs> yeah. Too. Like in yeah. sealed, it's worse than it is in draft. Yeah, because in sealed, it's like you're just picking all the best cards. Yeah, it, it it makes it, I guess. Okay, the one upside is that it's really quick to deck build. Yeah, because <laughs> you already know what all the good cards are. You just throw those into a deck, and that's your deck. But it also means that there's like almost no deck building decisions being made, mm-hmm. uh, because at least in this uh, set, there are some obvious duds, and mm-hmm. you know you kind of just process of elimination which one of these you know for uh however many cards you open 72 cards whichever one of these are the worst are, are going the other 40 are staying um i feel like draft is i i haven't tried draft yet but i assume it's a little bit similar where you know you're opening a pack what's the best card out of this pack not for the deck that i'm building but just the best card in this mm-hmm. deck regardless of color yeah Maybe as you go, you get to make a little bit more, you know, uh, more decisions about that. But well, the all in decision space there is unequals. Like, no decide yeah. if you see an unequal card, is this one that I want to take one of the twelve slots in my deck? And yeah. if it's a really good one, you probably take it. If it's not a good one, you just take the odd it's, second best card. It it makes it hard for me to to conceive of like uh like draft archetypes coming up. Because you just pick the best cards and, uh, you know, you're not really locked in. Like, if you were, then it, it makes, you know, it makes common cards a lot more interesting. It makes your choices a lot more interesting. So, I, I we, we, we've gone on about this. I, I don't know if any of you guys agree with this take, but 
I, I'm a little disappointed that that is the way that it works. I wish it, I mean, if it, even if it was three colors, that seems mm -hmm. a little, that seems a lot more interesting to me. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. Like magic has, you bring lands in from a different, from like outside the packs. So it's, True. it's, and you, the lands, the way lands work is they're specific to that color. So mm -hmm. they can make it where you can go into separate colors and it doesn't feel weird. Like it does in this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's difficult. I don't know like what else they could have done, especially with so, like they only have twelve cards in a pack. So it's so even it's even harder because you either have to have an extra pack, or the ratios in the packs have to be different. I don't know. On top of that, when you're drafting, it <laughs> I might get flack for this, but in the first set so far, it doesn't feel like there's archetypes that you would be able to draft towards. Mm -hmm. Like there's not. All right, I'm getting all the stuff that discards and then the stuff that brings stuff back from the discard or gives right. you benefit from and it's not or like I'm just gonna draft all the princesses or I'm gonna draft all the whatever. Right. And I mean you could draft all the princesses and hope you draft a Moana, but even right. then it's like that's not it's an the only archetype. Payoff card. Yeah, and it's not an archetype that you could draft into. So mm -hmm. I I don't see draft being as interesting in this game, to be honest. Yeah, uh, at least as it stands now. As it stands right now, but I may be proven wrong. I may go do my first draft and be like, "Oh, this is sweet." Um, but based on the starter deck challenge, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into the starter deck challenge, but let's uh, let's let's speed run it. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. Well, number one, go check our. Uh, we both played blue and gray. We both played sapphire steel. And you can go check out our uh, a starter deck video and you can kind of get an understanding of what our decks are doing because we don't, I don't think we need to go over what our decks are doing. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, I guess I can give a rundown of what my starter deck challenge was. Uh, round one, I played against this awesome dude that just got into making content. And also, I met a ton of unplayable fans during my flight, during that my was... uh, starter deck challenge. I mean, I that, we, in general, that was that was wild to me that people like actually recognized us. That was I was not expecting that at all. It was crazy. It was crazy. But um, yeah, so we brought play mats and we brought uh, stickers and stuff to give away. And at my Star Deck challenge, I gave away a ton of them. I gave away at least like six or seven to people that like actually watched the show and recognized me and, and knew us. So that was sweet. Um, so my first game was against this dude making content. He was really nice. It was great games. Uh, it's best two out of three for the Star Deck challenges. I won both games back to back to make it to round two. And it was the mirror match. It was blue. It was blue gray against blue gray. Next game, obviously, anyone that won their first game is going to be running the best starter deck in the game. So I go up against Amber Amethyst. Um, which was I knew was going to be the hardest match because it's the best starter deck. Anyone that says otherwise is fooling themselves because <laughs> it's not even close. Uh, but I managed to win that game. Or I, I lost the first round and then won two back to back. Uh, I think I just got kind of lucky with my draws and and lucky that I don't think in the in the last game I don't think he saw a single friends from the other side. So that deck nice. kind of slows down a little bit if you don't have the card draw. And what happened in the first game is he played double Olaf and I had like a Pascal on the board because I got a Pascal on my pack. And we'll talk about the way that worked in a second. But I had like these not great early characters. And then he had like 
really good characters out there. Like, uh, yeah, he, he got out two Olafs, a couple wardrobes, and it was really hard for me to deal with. So the second game, I was like, I am not getting fooled by Olaf. So I hard mulligan for Captain Hook and Prince Eric, and I got them both, and I was able to swing into his Olafs easy or keep him from questing at all because he didn't want me to get good trades. And I was able to get the game to go a little bit longer, which was just a benefit for me because I, then I was I was still making good trades. I'd get a swords off, and then, uh, yeah. So that was that was sweet. And then last game, of course, was against another Amber Amethyst because anyone that won two games, except for me, <laughs> was running Amber Amethyst. Uh, so I won the first game and then I lost two back to back. I'm not going to get in too much detail about this game because it was probably the biggest. I've played a lot of tournaments for CCGs. I mean, for, for years. And this the person I got matched up into in this game was probably the biggest jerk I've ever been matched up into (laughs) in any tournament I've ever played in my life. I mean, he was just a jerk and I'm not going to get too much detail about that, but it, it it literally left a sour taste in my mouth after the tournament. Like I was having a lot of fun and then had to play against this guy and it just, it was not fun. It was it, it literally made the game not fun. And if I'm not having fun, I'm uh, why am I playing this game? Yeah. So it was really unfortunate. But uh, yeah, that's how my starter deck event went. How did yours go? Uh, mine went okay. Uh, I have a terrible memory for, for this stuff. So I'm not going <laughs> to be able to go into as much match detail as you did. But uh, of the things that I remember first round i got paired up against a uh, very cool woman who uh was playing amber amethyst and um she had half half of her cards sleeved and half of her cards not sleeved <laughs> <laughs> because she didn't have enough and she just like wanted to sleeve her cool cards which like i i don't care like yeah. i'm not gonna call her out on that right um so we, we ended up playing a couple games i think i won two uh in a row that game i the first game i I do remember this. I, I drew into grab your sword, like turn one mm-hmm. uh, or turn two or whatever. And I was like, okay, I can play towards this. Um, so I, you know, played a couple of things here and there, but then, you know, my plan was to just wipe the board with uh, grab your sword and then sort of clean up from there. And that, that worked. Um, second game. I don't know. I won. I don't know the details, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but afterwards I was like, Hey, like I wasn't going to say anything. I don't care. Like you, you, you play how you want to play, but somebody else might mm-hmm. have an issue with, with yeah. that. So, and I don't want you to like, you know, have to take a loss or something like that, or have to like go resleep in the middle of a game. Like, no, that's not fun at all. So, uh, shout out to Liam at Illumiteers because he hooked her up with a, I think they were Captain Hook sleeves, like like oh, Ravensburger nice. Lorcana Captain Hook sleeves, um, and she was able to resleep in between rounds. So that was super cool. Uh, awesome Philium. Uh, and then turn, yeah, round two, I got paired up against, uh, another Sapphire steel deck and, uh, I want, no, I think I lost this one to, oh, or maybe I went to one, two. I, I can't, can't quite remember. Um, uh, but anyway, I lost this round, very cool opponent. They were new to the game, but clearly had played a lot of magic, the gathering in the past and just kind of like knew their way around card games. Uh, just 
good opponent, very sort of like down to business, not a lot of sort of, you know, table talk back and forth, yeah. but just like, very, you know, respectable uh, opponent played really well. Uh, and then round three, I got paired against the uh, red green deck. And that was not too much of a challenge for the the blue steel <laughs> deck with all the the removal for the the evasive things like mm-hmm. i knew the you know the plan with that deck is just play your your evasive cards and hope that your opponent doesn't have uh answers so my plan obviously was trying to draw the answers to, to to those things so um yeah that one worked out in my favor i think overall the event was like run pretty well um I had some issues with uh, whatever the platform that they used was, Melee or something like that. I, I accidentally gave the, well, not accidentally. I didn't know why they wanted my email address, and I gave them a different email address than the email address that I have in Melee. So I couldn't check it on my phone, and then it, I don't know, it couldn't find me in the system. He had no idea who I was paired against round one, and I had to keep going back to the the, the tournament organizer to like get you know sort That's of my annoying. information at the end of each round, which was pretty annoying. But I don't know. <clears throat> Apparently, every tournament software sucks because of, you know, like there's always issues at least with at least one person in every tournament I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. I think overall, I think the format of that tournament like was kind of bad. Like I don't so think it's what an- was the format. The format was <laughs> yeah. everyone got a starter deck at random. You didn't get mm-hmm. to pick, and then there's a pack in the starter deck, and you open it and you can add any of the pack any of the cards in that pack to your starter deck. Yeah. So I, I think they can get away with this once. I think yeah. because it was the very first time that packs are available, the very first time that you could play the game, the the, the novelty of that was the draw. Mm-hmm. And the actual tournament format, like it's not that fun to play those starter decks against each other in a competitive environment because they're not so they're all so draw dependent and they're Super so swingy. swingy. It doesn't feel like uh real i don't know it doesn't feel like a like a great experience it feels like you're winning or losing due to the cards that you're drawing rather than the choices that you're making obviously the choices that you're making have something to do with it but i think compared to constructed or even draft or sealed where you get to choose the cards that you put in your deck and you Mm -hmm. sort of have agency over those decisions uh i think yeah i i came away from it just being like i i don't want to do that again (laughs) yeah no i completely agree it was kind of it was kind of trash and then my the the game that I ended up lo- I my last round I won the first game and lost two back to back. The only reason I lost those two back to back is because my opponent in their booster pack got uh, the legendary Aurora, got a super Re- rare mother. Uh, yeah, Rapunzel. Sorry, legendary Rapunzel that heals and draws cards, which is already uh, Amber Amethyst deck. So he's already <laughs> drawing cards compared to me. And then he also got a Mother Gothel super rare and he got a Mulan super rare. And those three are like incredible in the sealed environment. I mean, mm-hmm. incredible and in, in, in a limited format. Um, so, and, and then in both game, and the one game that I won, he didn't draw any of them. And then the two games that I lost, he was able to get Rapunzel and draw into uh, Mother Gothel or Mulan. So, and that's got to be them. like one of the best packs I've ever seen. Yeah, legendary and, and, and two super and rares. Two super rares, <laughs> absolutely incredible packs. Uh, <laughs> well, I my, the best thing I had in mind was uh, of the big Aladdin. So, mm. um, yeah, but it was it, the fact that the packs are so like random. Into mm-hmm. it's 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 like I'm still playing with the starter deck, and my opponent wasn't still playing sure. with the starter deck. <laughs> is what it felt like. 
Um, so that's that's super unfortunate. But I think that's how Sealed feels anyway. And uh, to go back to the way Sealed feels too, and Draft, the fact that it's not color locked makes it even less strategic in my opinion because you can't anticipate what they have. So sure. if they have if they can only play purple and if they choose purple and green or whatever, it's like I know what cards to expect. Mm-hmm. But if they can pick anything in any color, it's like you have yeah, literally you, no frame of reference. So many to different possibilities. Try and figure out what might be coming. Yeah, it's yeah you like, gotta keep two hundred and four different cards in your head of like, oh, they could have this. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then, uh, even if draft is draft and sealed gonna be best of two, best of three as well. Yeah, I don't know. If it is best of three, then maybe it 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 you can like have played against them in the first game and then kind of have a frame of reference. But even then it just feels way less strategic because you don't know the, what they could have in their deck. They could have literally anything. Yeah. Um, and that's how also the starter deck felt with at least my last round. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so continuing on the Lurkana train, they announced one thing at the, at Gen Con that we, suspected but didn't didn't fully know which (laughs) was the enchanted rarity and i thought that was pretty pretty sweet like we we had both like we were texting each other back and forth like a few days before once they you know revealed the whole set and you know you were like are they like do they really have no secret rarity like uh you know like there's nothing cooler to collect than a than a foil legendary and uh they they answered your, your question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is a big W for them. I mean, well, not even a big W, but it's just like super smart for them to do. Mm-hmm. If you look at all of the be- like most successful CCGs in the last however many years, especially the most modern of them, like Flesh and Blood, it's like they all do this. Mm-hmm. Pokemon does this. Uh, does Yu-Gi-Oh do this? I think they just do foils. I don't know. Yeah, but Yu-Gi-Oh know. is kind of trash anyway, so we don't talk about that on, the, <laughs> on this podcast. But Magic definitely does this. Yeah, they do now. So if you're following the kind of pattern of successful CCGs, you have to do this kind of thing where it's like there's chase cards in the packs that are more mm-hmm. expensive than their regular versions of those cards. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's, it's a smart thing to do. It it ultimately decreases the barrier to entry for people who just want to play because people end up opening way more boxes than norm- than they normally would to try and find these chase cards. So it drives mm-hmm. the prices of of most of the other cards down. Yep. Um. So I think it's just a net positive for for everybody in general. Hundred um, percent. And they look dope. They do look really good. They look really good. Um. So how many how many did you open, Jay? Uh, in three boxes, I got exactly zero enchanted cards. Oh, perfect. How about Me you? Too. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Sweet. Zero. What about David? David opened one D-house. in one of the best boxes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had that and a foil legendary and like four other legendaries and a and bunch of good. like really good super rares. No Gantus. Uh, he did he did open a Gantu in that in that box. He was opening it. <laughs> like right next to me <laughs> and this is at his very first pack he opened the the enchanted card it was an oh, enchanted yeah. maui and he he as he's going through he opens them and he he's like oh a gantu <laughs> i'm like dude you have no right to complain right now <laughs> <laughs> you just opened the most fire box i've seen 
and you're complaining that you opened Gantu. I, the only thing I wish is that the foil was the Gantu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's hilarious is he got three boxes and he got four Gantus. Yep. He got, he got a full play set of Gantus. <laughs> but he didn't get two in one box. He and From the starter deck challenge, they gave you prize Did like he get, three packs. Oh, right. And that's he got what, it out. That's where the other those. one came from. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So I think I think that's pretty much our Lorcana experience at Gen Con. Yep. Uh yep. And then Star Wars Unlimited. <laughs> I mean you could check it check out the videos. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums up our experience with it. That game is really fun. We love it. Um awesome to talk to Jim. Jim is like the coolest dude ever. Uh mm -hmm. massive, massive Star Wars fan, which uh I I am as well. So it's very fun to talk to to somebody who is sort of like that deep into it um and uh, you know we already shouted out xander who's like a, a gangster mm -hmm. uh, and the I, I guess two other things to talk about the game genic products that oh yeah uh, they revealed look sick and yep. i'm going to be spending a lot of money on those because i'm going to need them for all of my decks so uh r.i.p my wallet but they're <laughs> very cool looking they do look very good. Uh, I'll definitely get them. I like the fact that they have the little slab on the side that you yeah. can put your leader in, especially like if they do, you know, <laughs> rare versions of these leaders, then it's mm -hmm. like the perfect thing to put it in there. So nice. And then you slide it out and you just plop it on the table to play and you could just play with it in the slab since it's not in your deck. Kind of like it so easy to blood. see like which which deck you're looking at it, like mm -hmm. if i have them all on a shelf or something like that and they're all in deck boxes usually i buy black deck boxes like having the leader on the outside means that I, now i don't have to sort of open each one and see i mean that's yeah. like a very minor convenience but it is a convenience mm -hmm. no for yeah. sure i completely agree i think it's i think their products are going to be sweet and their tokens and all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah I, so. I love what they do i think like like looking at a game and working so closely with the like devs of that game to create a product that's like feels super specific to that game is really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I I definitely appreciate that. I've wanted that in the past for games that I've played, and yeah, just really cool to see. I wonder if they'll do some some Lorcana stuff, uh, or if they could do some Lorcana stuff because I don't know. I I like having sort of specific things for specific games i have like mm -hmm. back here i have like a bunch of um arkham like arkham boxes that are sort of like custom for that game and i don't know for me it's like a nice little little immersion thing i really like to like it's easier to store stuff if it's made specific to that game so i yeah. think game genic is doing a really good job of doing that so the swoo um boxes are going to be really good for you know if you have 60 cards or is it 50 cards it'll probably fit perfect and all the mm -hmm. tokens that you need they just they do knock that stuff out of the park uh and then the last thing we did at gen con what was it well not the star... last thing but the last thing to well, talk about yeah star wars rivals yeah my, my new my new favorite <laughs> <laughs> It was a great time. I mean, it really, I think you said this was the most fun you had at any event. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we had, we had a lot of fun doing other things, but in terms of events that we played in and not including like demos and stuff. Yeah. 
yeah. just like actually like how the event was run the format of it the vibe unmatched uh yeah. basically we all and uh, i think part of it was that they had their own room um mm-hmm. and it's like so nice so uh funko had their own sort of like private room essentially and that's where the the event was held um super casual like very laid back uh there were very small prizes for winning games but nobody took it like too seriously everybody was super friendly just from the bat uh they you know sort of like let people know that like hey this is going to be a laid back game some people may not even know how to play and everybody's gonna be cool everybody's gonna play so we sit down we sit down all at the same table and uh keep in mind this event is completely free yep and they give us five packs of these characters and if you if you don't know about Star Wars Rivals, it's like a like little I don't know pre painted Funko little little miniature mm-hmm. dudes uh, and some cards and so uh, sort of similar to like Marvel Snap where you're trying to like win locations but it's not evident from the start of the round which locations are going to be scored so there, there's some strategy in terms of like where you place your guys and what cards you play to shift the the you know the game in your favor. And, uh, so we each get five blind boxes basically. And we, we open them either light side or dark side. And we open those boxes and we get to pick three of the characters from them and field those as our team. We get to keep the other two, um, which was really awesome. And so you were playing dark side. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was playing light side. Yep. And I opened the most cracked <laughs> team <laughs> that I could have ever even conceived of <laughs> and just had the best time not losing a single game. <laughs> I had a terrible team. I lost every single game. <laughs> <laughs> two, two of them were to me, though. So it's it's uh, true. It's it's expected. <laughs> it was still really fun, though. Like I, I still had so much fun doing that. E- I, even though you lost all your games. It was still super fun for you, which I think yeah. is like a huge, like spe- it speaks to the type of, of vibe that it was in the, in the room that night. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, having a secluded space where it's like quieter, mm-hmm. nice AC, and just like everyone playing, it was it was a great time. And the people yeah. that ran it did a really good job. If you had mm-hmm. any questions, they were all pretty knowledgeable and able to answer anything Very that we asked. Very friendly. They like we were we this is the day I hadn't ate. So at like 830, our food gets there from DoorDash and we were like, we got to skip the next round. Is that okay? (laughs) They didn't care. They were like, go eat your food and then come back for the following round. Mm -hmm. Yep. We all came back the the following round. We played our last game and they gave us these really sick two player play mats that we've seen online that we really wanted, but didn't know how to get. I don't think I don't think you can literally get them anywhere else. At least not yet. I hope that they do make them available because they're awesome. They were, and uh, yeah. So all that for a free event that was just like (laughs) such a fun time. I loved every minute of it. Yep, I agree. It was it was great. It was. We need to find a way to do Star Wars Rivals gameplay content on the channel because I think that would be super fun. It would be incredibly fun. I just don't know the best way to present that yet, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Was there anything else from Gen Con? We, I guess I could touch on my excursion home was 
as much, <laughs> if not more, of a nightmare than Lorcana. Oh, way, way worse. Way yeah, worse. it was worse because it lasted five times as long. <laughs> I was awake for like 36 hours, and uh, my flight. We went to the airport around like what five? Yeah. And I didn't yeah, yeah, get home until like six or seven o'clock the next day. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Tuesday? That oh, oh no, like, like I got PM? home Monday. Okay. Yeah, PM. Okay. Got it. So we, yeah, so it was like five p.m. Sunday. You didn't get home until six p.m. Monday or after. It might have been even seven. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was 25, 26 hours of traveling time. Literally my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. I'm not even gonna get into all the details, but basically, when we we had a connecting flight in Atlanta, and when we landed. Uh, 300 flights were canceled and we were like number 77 planes sitting on the runway waiting for oh, a gate man. to open just to get out we sat on the plane for like two and a half hours it was it was a nightmare that's horrible <laughs> that's awful <laughs> and then i i get home and i i have uh con crud so that was yep. i'm still trying to get over it yep sucks well on that note <laughs> uh one last thing before we get out of here is uh we hit three thousand subs on our youtube channel so thank you to everybody who supported us and uh you guys are awesome did not think that we would you know uh, hit that milestone hit so that fast. milestone so quick and yeah we're very excited and we're gonna host a lorcana launch party live stream slash celebration we're going to be playing games we're going to be giving stuff away we're going to be just having some some good vibes yeah i think i so i have one of those pins that, that they were handing out gonna give one of those away mm -hmm. probably give away a set of the star wars unlimited promos probably give nice. away one of the mickey promos from gen con i'm trying to get a box and i want to give away the whole box maybe like open it live and mm -hmm. you know one pack goes mm -hmm. to each person who wins a giveaway that'd be so sweet. uh keep your eyes peeled and make sure that you guys uh stay tuned for that because it's gonna be a lot of fun i don't know exactly which day it's gonna be it, it might be a little bit after the actual launch of uh Lorcana because uh people have things to do i guess but uh we'll we'll, we'll try and make it happen as soon as we can <laughs> awesome all right guys well Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, next time, hopefully, we'll have David and Jim with us and we'll be able to get back to the old stink we usually do. <laughs> uh, anything else? We're good. That's all it. All right, guys. <laughs> See you all in the next one. Bye-bye.